All right, we're starting a new uh, series today called Shift. And the idea for this series came from a book that uh, our district superintendent gave us at uh, the charge conference last fall. And um, she gave each of the churches one, and she gave it to the lay leader. They were to read it and pass it on to another person, and then from there to uh, another person. And the title of the book is Shift, and the book talks about five important shifts that every church needs to make in order to be more effective at connecting with people who aren't yet a part of a church, but also... um, helping to grow up those who are already connected to maturity in their faith. So um, since it's pretty a pretty slow process to hand that book from one person to another, I thought it might be a uh, quicker way to present the ideas in the book to just do a series on it so that we can all kind of share together um, what the author is lifting up in this book and what Tamara felt was important for all of the churches to be focusing on. So the first chapter uh, and the first shift that the author lifts up is the shift from fellowship to hospitality. From fellowship to hospitality. And the author points out that while most churches, you know, if they were asked, are you a friendly church, they would say, yes, we are friendly. But in reality, they are friendly with each other. But if a new person were to come in, uh, they may not experience that friendliness the way that those who are already a part of the church do. And these churches are loving communities of believers uh, who offer many opportunities for fellowship with each other, but are not very intentional about reaching out and um, helping newcomers to feel welcome. And as I read this chapter on this shift from fellowship to hospitality, I think there are some things that we can do to be more intentional about our hospitality. But in general, I really felt encouraged by your openness to and um, heart for those who are not yet connected to the church. We're, we've already taken some big steps, and we're in the process of Um, making some bold moves to offer radical hospitality uh, in the way that he talks about in the book. So I was encouraged by the steps that we've already taken. Uh, I know that, like every church, there are things, though, that we can do to be more intentional about being host and our hospitality. If you're a regular attender, you're, you're a host or a hostess every week. Uh, If you're a guest, I want to welcome you, and just, you know, you're going to be setting through some insight then today of uh, some things that we're going to be doing to be more intentional about making you feel comfortable here. So um, hospitality is God's idea. We've all been recipients of God's hospitality when we accepted that invitation into God's family and into the household of faith. And the goal of the message this morning is to make us more aware of the steps that are needed to be intentional about that. So if you want to pull out your message notes, we're going to look at four essentials to a more radical hospitality, I guess you'd put it that way. The first essential to hospitality is to see the needs of others. Um, Hospitality begins with compassion and empathy for the needs of the other person. 
And throughout the Bible, you see God's heart and compassion for displaced people and for people who were hurting, people who were homeless. Um, There are many, many passages in the Old Testament uh, relating to God's command to his people to offer the foreigner and alien um, a place among them, to offer hospitality to them. And in Deuteronomy 10.19, He gives the motivation or the reason that they would do this. Um, And it says this in Deuteronomy 10, 19. And you are to love those. I like that, that it says love those. I mean, these are strangers and aliens, but they're to love them, not just, you know, put up with them. You're to love those who are aliens, for you yourselves were aliens in Egypt. We are to extend hospitality to others because we've experienced God's hospitality. We were once foreigners, alienated from God, but through God's love, we've been brought into the warmth and the loving care of his family. And as a church, our task then is to look around us and to see the needs of the people in our community and the area around us where God has placed us and respond to those needs with compassion. And those needs might be physical needs, or they may be uh, spiritual needs, and people who need a spiritual home. More and more um, around us, the people in our communities are without a spiritual home. They're without a spiritual family. In a sense, they're spiritually homeless, and they are living without Christ and without hope, and Many are looking for answers to life difficult questions, and they're looking for meaning and purpose in their life. And God has put us here to extend his compassion and his love to them. So hospitality begins with seeing a need. And once we see the need, then the next step in hospitality is to respond to the need. Uh, The second essential is to make intentional preparations to meet the needs of others. So we begin by seeing, but unless we do something about what we see, we haven't really offered hospitality, have we? Um, God calls us to respond to the needs around us by making preparations to meet that need. And Jesus led the way in this. Uh, He saw that we had a need for an eternal home. He went ahead of us to prepare a place where we could spend eternity with him. And this is the promise that he made just before his death and resurrection. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And we follow Jesus' example when we plan and make preparations to meet the needs of those around us. And, of course, those preparations will be different depending on what the needs of the people are. And right now our church is responding to need that we've seen to reach younger uh, generations with the gospel message by developing this worship service that we've been talking about for quite a while now. It's designed for people who enjoy a different type of worship and maybe need a different day or time to worship than what we offer right now. And this is a huge step of faith for us, it's, but it's also an act of hospitality. Um, we've seen a spiritual need, the younger, younger generations that are missing from our churches, And we're making preparations to meet that by creating a worship service that will speak to their heart language in a way that traditional worship doesn't. And because we understand where they're coming from, 
and what some of the barriers have been to them coming into the church in the past, we're, we're designing this service uh, that takes all those needs into account. For example, we know that the majority of young people like a different style of music than we have on Sunday. So we've hired a worship leader, and there will be a band here, so the music will be more upbeat and a different style. We're providing a meal before the service because we know that the, each of these people, whether they're married or not, are coming from work very likely and have had a busy day. And so if we have a meal ready for them when they get here, that helps eliminate another barrier to them coming in and hearing the gospel. We're offering the children's ministry so that those who have kids and are coming in will have help raising their children in the faith. All these things are part of offering hospitality, being good hosts and hostess. Now, I've had several people ask me, can I come to the service if I'm not in that age range that we've been talking about of 25 to 50? And, you know, the answer is, of course, uh, everyone is welcome to come. The, The service is for everyone. That age range just tells you what style of music is going to be used, what some of the sermon topics will be about, because we want to address needs of of people in that age group. But here's the thing. We're doing this for people who aren't here yet, uh, those who aren't connected to a church, and we're trying to create a place where they will feel comfortable. So it's going to be a more upbeat style of worship. The music will be louder. Uh, There will be an opening set of music that may last three or four songs, so that's a lot of standing up. And we're hoping that this will be a place where if people like to raise their hands in worship, they'll feel comfortable doing that. If they don't, they won't. So, you know, as I was trying to help you understand whether or not you want to come to this service, I I thought of, of a metaphor. And let's say that the youth group were to have a lock-in here at the church. They wouldn't really expect that Grandma and Grandpa would show up, right? But if they did come, it would be really difficult for the kids to enjoy it and for us to get them to come back if Grandpa insisted that they go to bed at 8.30, told them that they couldn't play the music loud because it hurt his ears, and, you know, Grandma stared angrily at their cups of hot chocolate worried that they're going to spill. The lock-in isn't really for that grandma and grandpa. But if grandma and grandpa came, they loved loud music. Grandpa took his car out back, shined the lights on a hill so they could go snowboarding at midnight, and grandma made up some hot cocoa and had it there, and they kept the car running so that the kids could come in and get warmed up. You know, The kids would think that was great. 1 Peter 4.9 says, Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. (laughs) That's in the scriptures, folks. So if you can come without grumbling about the volume or no notes on the screen or whatever, it doesn't matter how old you are. It's all about the attitude and whether you love that style of worship and enjoy it. If you do, you are very, very welcome to come. The newcomers, the people that are coming in through that, will love you uh, as you are serving them and, and worshiping with them. Come, 
and invite someone else to come with you. And that's the third step in, in, in intentional hospitality. Extend an invitation. <clears throat> hospitality isn't hospitality until you've invited someone into it, right? It's one thing to create a wonderful, welcoming space, but without the invitation to come in and experience it, you haven't really done everything um, that you can, and it's mostly for your own enjoyment. The invitation is essential to hospitality. You know, you can have a beautiful home and have it just, you know, perfectly arranged and know how to cook. You just love cooking and you make wonderful, awesome meals. But no one would say you had the gift of hospitality if you never invited anyone into your home, right? The invitation is what makes for the gift of hospitality. Uh, in Luke, uh, Jesus tells a parable about a banquet. And the banquet is a par uh, represents um, the banquet that God will throw at the end of the at the end of time. And after the master has prepared this banquet, he sent his servants out to invite those who were on the guest list. And several of them, well, all of them, said they were too busy to come. So the master of the banquet, God, told his servants, us to go out into the highways and byways and to compel people to come in. We are a sent people. We're sent to invite others into the life that we've experienced in Jesus Christ. And, you know, this is an amazing church. Some of the new people that have come in have said, we've, we've just got to find a way to get the word out there that this church is here. It's an amazing church, so let's invite people into it. And when you invite people to your small group or to sing in the choir or to help in a service project or to be a part of the launch team for this new service, we're opening the door for them to come into the church, into the friendships that you've experienced uh, with other believers, and as the Holy Spirit works in their life, um, into life in Christ. I wonder how many of you are here because someone invited you at some point in time, either into a church or into faith in Jesus Christ, it was the result of an invitation. Somebody invited you to something. All right. That's such an important um, piece. Invitation is essential to hospitality. Then once we've gone out into the highways and byways and invited people in, the next essential is to offer a warm welcome and loving acceptance. Only God can draw people to himself. So when someone enters the building, we can know that God is at work in that person's life. And the fact that they've entered this building is God's invitation to us to join him in that work. We want them to feel valued, accepted, and respected wherever they are in their spiritual journey. And that starts with the greeter at the door, which is usually Charlie. But we want to all take responsibility to be aware of guests among us who may need directions or help finding a seat in the sanctuary and such. Um, this last fall, several of us went to the REACH Summit in Lansing, Michigan. It was about 
how churches can be more effective at connecting with people uh, who don't yet know Christ. And um, one of the sessions, though, was on was talking about hospitality. And they made the suggestion that one step that churches can take to be more intentional about welcoming people is to adopt two rules. And those are the rules in your uh, connection card. <clears throat> so we're going to get to those right now. The first is the three-minute rule. And this rule encourages people to spend the first three minutes before worship and the first three minutes after worship greeting those that they don't know. Our, our tendency is to gravitate to people that we know and feel comfortable with and hope somebody else will greet the visitors. And so this rule says within the last three minutes before worship and the three minutes um, after, go to the visitors first, then go fellowship with your friends. And that three-minute rule reminds us to be intentional about greeting and getting to know other people uh, during that time. But, of course, if we were to only have one visitor, uh, <laughs> we don't want them to be, you know, like vultures or something. So that's where the second rule comes in. <laughs> which is the 10-foot rule. <laughs> That's right. That encourages you to greet the people within 10 feet of you, either front, off to the side, or behind, and um, assume that the people in that area are going to greet that person. You know, nobody wants the entire congregation <laughs> converging on them when they visit. Uh, and then the 10-foot rule also, in addition to greeting those around you, uh, talks about uh, you're responsible for the hospitality in a 10-foot circle all around you. So if you see something on the floor or, you know, something in the pew that's, you know, like an old bulletin or something, help clean that up and make the church and the building a more welcoming um, place to be. So hospitality means that we pray, that we plan and prepare, and work towards the purpose of helping people receive what we've received in Christ. Life, family, fellowship, and purpose. And our memory verse this week kind of sums it all up, Romans 15, 7. So let's read it together. Romans 15, 7. Welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you. Then God will be glorified. Romans 15, 7. So that shift from, hospital, from fellowship to hospitality requires that we become more aware of the ways that each of us contributes to welcoming others, not just by greeting them. You know, we think about hospitality as the greeter's job, but uh, it's something that we are involved in all along the process. And the steps then are seeing and noticing the needs around us and out of compassion and love responding by preparing and planning ministries and facility updates to meet those needs, then prayerfully inviting our friends, our neighbors, our coworkers, and family to those ministries and into those spaces that we've created, and in the end, warmly welcoming and accepting them as Christ has welcomed and accepted us. As we do this, God will be glorified, and more and more people will experience 
new life in Christ. Let's pray. Lord God, I, I thank you so much for this church that you've created and the um, place that it is, God, already to come and to experience you and to grow up in the faith. And I thank you for the ways you've been using this church in the past for your glory. We pray that as we reach out and as we take bold moves to to reach out in new ways, we ask that your Holy Spirit would work through us and enable us, God, to glorify you in the future. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. On the back of your connection card is the a couple of responses then that you might ways that you might choose to respond to the message and by memorizing that verse that we just read together and then the second one is that um, says I'm going to invite one person to worship at least one person to worship or a small group or other event in 2015 I can't remember the exact statistic that I read on this but it's like something like 80% of uh, people have never invited anyone to worship so if you would check that and make it a goal, and 100% of us did it, we'd be like way, way, way above average here. And then number three, I'm going to observe the three-minute and 10-foot rules in worship during 2015. So that would be kind of one of your ways that you're being intentional about hospitality.